We would like to thank our sponsor, Island Savings. Island Savings, a division of member-owned cooperative First West Credit Union, provides banking, borrowing, and investment services for residents and businesses across Vancouver Island and the Southern Gulf Islands. Island Savings brings innovative products, an extensive branch network, and local decision-making to the banking experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Business Matters presented by Island Savings, a division of First West Credit Union, um, where we delve into the stories and insights of leaders and change makers in our community. I'm your host, Rob Capello, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with Isaac Thomas, who's the executive director at Belfry Theatre, a nonprofit, uh, not for profit, sorry, theatre company based in Victoria, BC, known for, known for its contemporary and innovative productions. Isaac, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So, Isaac, I was looking at your uh, background and um, you're, I think you're, I want to say fairly new. I'll use that loosely in your role. About a, is it about a year? Is that fair to say? Or just over a year? Just over a year. I came down here in about uh, June. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm curious, uh, looking at your background, what brought you to Victoria? So, I believe you're in Toronto previously, if I'm correct. So, <laughs> how, did, how did that connection come that brought you over to the island? Yeah, so I knew the um, former executive director a bit because we he was coming in for big complicated negotiations with uh, the actors and okay. the artist association, um, and uh, and and because I was the manager of another small theater in Toronto, okay. then uh, I got to meet him over there and. Um, and then when this job came out, then he, I, I was actually told about it by numerous different people saying, this is great for you. You should do this. This is great. You should do this. And I was like, it's Victoria. <laughs> it's in BC. It's not Ontario. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, but yeah, but that, but then I, I I thought about it a little bit, and in terms of the leap that I wanted to make, uh, there there'd been options of much larger theaters, and I was really nervous about doing that. So this was this was a kind of mid-sized theater, and that was easier for me to make that transition from a small theater to a mid-sized theater, rather than make the trans transition from a small theater to a very large theater, right? So how, Isaac, how did how did it, if if you go way back, how how, mm -hmm. how did it start? Like how did you get into this industry? Like where did the passion for theater come from? Like how how did that all come together? Because I was terrible at academics because okay. I was theater <laughs> studying. <laughs> um, well, I mean, to a certain extent, that 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 is. True, but it's also because I, I, I started as a performer. Okay. And uh, so in university, in my undergrad and in my master's in, in India, I was right. uh, um, doing a lot of performing and uh, working with small theater groups over there. And um, then I actually came across to the States to train in the theater. From there, uh, I worked for one year in the States on, on, a, on a student visa. You're allowed to yeah. work for uh, one year in the field of your study. Yeah. So I stayed in the States, did one year over there, then came across to Canada. and But I wasn't in Toronto. I was in a smaller town, Ontario. Yeah. 
and there my you know a, 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 a small brown <laughs> actors not particularly in demand with an accent on top of that and so I started I kind of shifted to management from there so I became a stage manager then from a stage manager I managed the drama school at uh, Young People's Theatre okay. in Toronto uh, and then I became the manager at Native Earth Performing Arts. And then from there, here. Interesting. So I'm curious a little bit about the, the roles of executive director. And, you, and you've probably played other roles, it sounds like, in theaters. But the theater itself, uh, Belfry, is a long history in the community. Um, there's an emphasis on sort of contemporary theater and some, in Canadian plays, new Canadian plays. How do you make those decisions? I'm always curious, like, how do you make the decisions of what the season's going to look like so how involved are you is are you the final decision maker how much do you rely on the team and curious how that was you know you're coming in new into the theater how do you put your stamp on what you want to see in the theater yeah that's that's a great question so so fundamentally within theaters are usually usually professional theaters are usually two-headed Okay. Uh, beast. So then we have the artistic director and the executive director. So the artistic director is dominantly in charge of uh, the artistic decisions. And then the executive director is dominantly in charge of the organizational decisions. But obviously, in an artistic organization, <laughs> the art and the organization is inextricably linked. Right. So, so one of the... Um, advantages that I have is that I have a massive background in the arts, you know, way too much education and training <laughs> in the arts, but that also informs my uh, understanding and appreciation of the art. Right. Um, and then I tie that into organizational decisions. So Michael Shamata, who's the artistic director, he reads extensively. And so he's reading plays all the time and then every now and then then he'll say okay read this play yeah. what do you think of it and then we have a discussion about it how does the play uh work in terms of for me now one of the things that i am thinking about is i'm very aware of victoria as being in a time of change right and of expectations particularly in the theater yeah. Of um uh, of a of a of a political shift. And so I um both of us are very aware of that, and I use that lens to a great extent to be able to examine the place. I look at what is is it, you know. Michael has an excellent sense of the Belfry audience. He's been here for 16 years. 17 years long time <laughs> and um he's able to say with great confidence that this is going to work and i will look at it and say okay my particular stance and okay, so and i'll tell him that this is what i think of it and i'm just just speaking as an individual not as anything else and this is where uh i think the strengths yeah. lie Right. Um, different perspectives that way, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's 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 about the box office and yeah. it's about um, the politics and it's about the art. It's about everything because we have to bring it all together. 
and ensure that it is something that is that the audience will enjoy and that they will be able to come and see and um, hopefully learn and grow from it or just enjoy. <laughs> so Isaac, I'm curious, you mentioned sort of the change that you're, you know, in Victoria, the landscape and the, you know, political, whatever it may be, but I'm curious, you've been in, you've been in the theater industry for a while now. How has arts and theater sector changed for you? Like what are some of the shifts that you've seen over the last five years, 10 years that, that are, that are, you know, that you now that you're seeing now in your new role in Victoria? So it's a bit, it'd be a bit circuitous, this answer, but I, I, I did spend about, I've spent almost a decade at Native Earth Performing Arts. So Native Earth is the oldest Indigenous yeah. uh, professional theatre company in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So as the managing director over there, then, you know, I am advocating for... Yeah. Um, funding, partnerships, yeah. or support for the Indigenous art sector. I, I, I have also been on the board of uh, Cahoots Theatre, um, which is also a small theatre in Toronto, um, looking at artists, looking to support artists from the edge across right. uh, race, gender, ability, all the rest of that. So I have been particularly involved, you know, or I feel that I've been particularly involved in these conversations or at least listening to these conversations. And, and I feel that it was only in the last five years that there was a big shift that happened mm -hmm. within Indigenous arts, that right. Panda Council for the Arts made a massive shift in terms of funding. And they said, now Indigenous arts is going to be in its own funding stream. So suddenly there's a lot more money okay. coming in to for Indigenous arts and Indigenous right. arts organizations. And that suddenly shifts the whole um, uh, sector because, well, there's money. Yeah, yeah. And people are also saying, it is now important for us to be talking about Indigenous art, to be doing Indigenous art, to be working with Indigenous arts organizations. So suddenly, within the previous five years, so let's say 2017 or so, suddenly at Native Earth, we were very popular. Right. <laughs> and up till now, nobody was really talking to us. <laughs> and then suddenly, when this change happens, then conversations started happening. Interesting. So uh, on that, do, do you, what's the connection to the Indigenous community for you locally? Or uh, I'm curious, like, just this, the piece around community for me, because, um, you know, as a not-for-profit, you mentioned funding. I suspect that it, it gets harder to get government funding for all nonprofits. So you have to work with community. So what's your relationship with, with the community, the business sector, the indigenous sector in, in Victoria? How do you work with them? So so with the indigenous sector, we're we're still building relationships. We okay. do, we we work, we have a cultural advisor within the Songhees Nation who yeah. has been with the organization for many years now. Right. Um and 
but it's an ongoing thing. Right? We can never say that we have, you know, take this box, we're great. We can't say that. No. You know, it's it's ongoing learning. It's an ongoing education for all of us, for us as a staff, for us as a community, as right. the theater as a community. So we partner with various organizations um, and individuals to see how, how we can assist um, uh, these organizations um to be able to uh, do to be able to create their art yeah we we're we're a, we're a relatively large institution so you know we can we have infrastructure we have assets we have human resources we can apply some of these resources to be able to support other organizations right and that i think is something that i profoundly believe in you know having been on the other end of the table yeah, you know, yeah. where where I was always looking for support at Native Earth right. and not having the human resources to be able to do work and not having the financial resources sometimes to be able to do work. Right. Um, but that conversation is shifting. In terms of businesses, it's it's a different conversation because there we're looking at partnerships. So how do businesses want to work with the Belfry? to be able to um, uh, find synergies in terms of our reach. So we reach with each production, we reach you know, 7,000 more, 8,000 more people and relatively you know, inexpensively, one can you know, put programs in ads, one can have sponsorships, um, there, there are uh, receptions so that, you know, we can have production sponsorships, season sponsorships, all of this. Um, and that is something that I am interested in increasing because to talk about the funding shift now at the funding level, um, government funding is looking to support uh, indigenous black POC organizations and artists and, you know, organizations like the Belfry have been funded for many, many years very well. So now they're looking at paring down a little bit of that funding to be able to distribute the funds more equitably. We have this we have the structures and the powers and all the rest of that. So how can we connect with businesses to be able to leverage these connections and our structures and our relatively successful systems um, to be able to get, you know, uh, to look at resources coming in from the other side as well, from the corporate side as well. Well, I think it's, I mean, I'm a sample size of one, but I, I think like art is such an important part of what makes a community, right? So I think that what you're talking about, I, I love the connection between all the groups, because I think that's what makes it, you know, you can bring an audience to a business, they can help for funding, you, and then you could, you know, people can have the enjoyment of coming to theater, and maybe, like you said, learning something to, you know, some of the, some of the, I would assume some of the plays you have, have an educational part to it. Some are for entertainment, but a lot of it have a story behind it, right? So yeah. that, that side of it. So I'm curious, speaking of that, 
let's talk about what's what are some of the productions right now what's what's what are people seeing on stage now what are we going to see on stage over the next few months yeah so so we just had um a play by cat sandler called yaga um which was i found it hugely entertaining (laughs) i know that some patrons found the language a little problematic but i feel that it was still you know enormously entertaining because it was really talking about um uh looking at female uh how the dominant you know how, how dominantly we look at aging female sexuality how we look at female sexuality in general and that was part of the reason why the language was so offensive because you you you, you have somebody who's writing this who's enormously frustrated so the language is going to reflect that frustration Mm -hmm. right now we have Joni Mitchell the songs of Joni Mitchell uh, which is hugely popular that is selling out Um, that you know that's that's going gangbusters Um, as above is a new Canadian playwright um, 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 called Christine Quintana, and um, that is connected to again relationships, but tying it in using the metaphor of, you know, uh, Susan Simard's um, the that 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 concept of the world wild world wood web. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the 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 what. Wood wide web, yeah, the, yeah. the the idea of the mushrooms and the fungal networks, how uh, a forest is connected to its various components, um, including parent trees connecting and passing on nutrients to younger younger trees, and using that as a metaphor for what is happening in terms of relationships between a mother and her daughter. Um, very moving, very yeah. moving play. And the final one, which I think the business community will love, and they should really be, is about the Lehman Brothers. Uh-huh. So it's it's called the the, the the Lehman Trilogy, and the the way that the that that is fascinating to me because it talks about the Lehman Brothers coming in as immigrants. Right. And from that time, three generations are represented on stage wow. and in their communities by three performers. So acting-wise and writing-wise, it is brilliant. Yeah. It is absolutely brilliant. But then it takes us to the moment of the peak of the Lehman uh, um, uh, the, the the organization itself, right? And and I find that beautiful because I'm an immigrant, right? And I, as an immigrant, you know, we buy completely into the <laughs> well, not completely <laughs> to a certain extent. We buy into that that whole capitalist thing of um, in the West we can make it, and it is it is about our our drive, our dedication, yeah, yeah, yeah. our business uh, acumen that is going to make get us to that. And that's exactly what the Lehman's, um, what, what this particular interpretation of the Lehman is about. And I find that really, really beautiful, but just theatrically, so smart, so smart. 
Isaac, I'm curious. You you made a comment that the that you know the language might have been offensive to some people in the the play you mentioned at the start. How do you balance? Like, cause theater is so subjective, right? And and it, like I might come and and I think people need to come with an open mind. That's always said. Like I I I love the theater. I like all types because it's it's. I think you need to expose yourself to that. But how do you balance? Like you said, you you probably have season ticket people that come all the time. How do you balance that you can't make everybody happy? Like, you know what I mean? Like how, when someone comes to you and says, well, I didn't like the language. How, how, like, how do, you, how do you take that? I don't say criticism, comment and, yeah. and, and move on, <laughs> right? So it's, it's criticism and, and it's fine. It's fine. I mean, that's why we are here. That's why we do theater. Theater is exactly as you said, theater is subjective, right? And because... All art is subjective. You may like something, I may, I may detest it. Right, right. But what is that conversation that you and I have about that art that allows us to come closer together in our understanding of each other, even if we remain at opposite poles in our perspectives? But coming together as an understanding in, in our understanding is primarily what art is, good art is, does. Um, and so one of the things that we're, Michael and I are trying to write right now is there are about, about five or seven people who have written to us saying, you know, the language was terrible, the language was terrible. And I, yes, yes, the language offended you. It did not offend a large number of other people who came flocking in to see the play. But yes, it offended you. Now, what else did you see from that? Also recognize that the plays that we do are selected, you know, to your, to your question earlier on, they're selected to give a variety of experiences to a variety of people. It's not just meant for one individual. Right. Or one with job. one taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're looking at different different individuals, different tastes, and how can we give them a full experience? And then you come away from seeing a season mm -hmm. at the theater and you say, okay, I like that one. I detested that one. And this one was mediocre. But, but these other two rocked my world. Yeah. And... I'm beginning to, and the more you see theater, the more you begin to have, you know, a more discerning um, palette, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mental palette. Yeah, interesting. So how do you, I mean, your your role is so, that there's a lot of creativity and thinking, strategic thinking. How do you, how do you keep yourself inspired and motivated? Like, where do you find your inspiration from, your motivation from, and, 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 and staying connected to what you're, you know, what the community is looking for. Yeah. I think for me, in this role, I find that there's, I have a kind of dual, uh, much more of a dual mindset in that I'm recognizing that the Belfry has a long history and a very loyal, very supportive uh, community around us. And we want to ensure that that loyal and supportive community remains right. 
happy and stimulated. Mm. Stimulated is important. And yet also we recognize that there is a community who does not come to the belfry. Right. So how can we ensure that no, that everybody feels welcome at the belfry? And that's a big part of what really drives me because again, I'm, you know, I that's my background. I my background is you know working with communities who have been marginalized. So how do how can we bring in, um, um, make space and give voice for communities who traditionally would not necessarily be in this space. And I find that you know those two competing, not competing, but but uh, th those two priorities and where do they mix and mingle how do they come together where do they diverge i find that fascinating because it's a complicated dance and in all of that i'm always looking at where are we going to be 10 years from now yeah because the belfry has existed for so almost 50 years we're going to exist for another 50 years how can i ensure that we are being set up for this success 10 years from now. And that's going to take long, slow, hard work, small steps. Yeah, You may not see the difference immediately, but I've seen, you know, in the past when I was at Native Earth, I mean, when I joined Native Earth and when I left Native Earth, I could never in a million, of year, million years have imagined that that's where we would be. Um, from where we began and from where uh, where we were when yeah. when I joined and where we ended up. And for the people who came before me, they could never have imagined where, right, where they left native, where where Native Earth had ended up. Yeah. And so I, I keep reminding myself of that, yeah. that you know, I don't necessarily know what ten years can be, but I can imagine, envision, and build towards that. And very often I'll find that 10 years from now, it would have completely exceeded my yeah. expectations. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, yeah. So based on that, I'm curious, like, are there are there anything, any new projects or initiatives that you can speak about that are going to be happening over the next few years that, that you know, maybe there's some that you're like, no, can't, can't talk about them. Mm -hmm. Is there, is, is there no. any you can speak about? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so so one of the biggest things to talk about accessibility, one of the biggest things that we're doing is financial accessibility. So our subscriptions and all of our tickets are pay what you want. So with subscriptions, you can literally enter any number that you desire, any number that you think justifies the cost of a subscription and pay that. Our ticketing system is a little, um, yeah. uh, it gives us limitations on the other side. But when you buy a single ticket, we give you multiple choices about what price you want to buy. But fundamentally, you can call up the box office and say, I want to pay this much. I value the Belfry Theatre. I value this coming to see this art in this way, or this is what I can afford. Hmm. This is what I'm paying. And so it works in Victoria because, again, because we have such a loyal audience, mm -hmm. so supportive, who come in and ensure that there are individuals who can who can buy it at a, at a lower price, at a different price. And yet there are people who come in and say, I love what you are doing. 
I really appreciate what you are attempting to do with this. Here, I'm going to buy the ticket yep. at this yep. level. Yep. And it's fantastic. But in combination with that, because that to me does not exist in isolation. The idea of pay what you want doesn't exist in isolation. That in itself is going to bring people in who have financial accessibility issues. But how do we bring people in who have cultural accessibility issues, who are saying that, yeah, the belfry is, yeah, we don't, we don't go into that space. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so how do we ensure that people will come into the space um, and be able to, you know, eventually come and see the shows and, you know, be able to produce their own work? So that's a long, complicated project that we're working on. Uh, we have advisors from the community who speak to us and tell us, okay, this is what you need to do. This is where you're messing up. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, try and do this. And each one of them is further engaged to be able to say, okay, we're going to, um, we buy into your vision and now we are going to, you know, build small subsections of communities and bring them in on a regular basis to the organization. Eventually they'll produce their own art. Eventually there'll be celebrations. There will be food. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's 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 a it's an ambitious yeah, I love it. expectation, but but I mean I I completely buy into that I because it's it's, it's you know Interesting. So Isaac, as we wrap up, I'm curious, is there any final message that you'd like to leave listeners with regarding, you know, the Belfry Theatre or the importance of supporting local arts and theatre? Like I'm, I'm a massive believer in arts and theatre. I believe it's it's really the fabric of what makes a community a community. I think, you know, with everything, sports, you can add them all. And I think all that makes a community. So is there any final message or thought you want to leave people that are listening? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I think it's it's what I mentioned earlier that when we engage with art, we learn to be a better, we become a better society. And I find that particularly with theater, I find that the intellectual and emotional engagement that we have with the work allows us to begin to understand, to broader, broaden our understanding of humanity. To me, a really good work of art gives us some insight into an aspect of humanity that we have not, necess not necessarily thought about before. Right. And ultimately, we're on an island, we're a small, small town, relatively small town on an island. Yeah. We're a community, and how can we come together and um, grow and understand together? Because Canada is changing. Victoria, BC, Victoria is also going to be changing. I, I believe that the arts are a way for us to begin to understand how uh, a, a different demographic, um, how, how, how the demographics of this city are going to be changing and how we're going to be interacting with each other in all sorts of different ways. 
we need to be able to understand each other. We need yeah. to be able to empathize with each other. Interesting. Um, Isaac, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, inspiring discussion. Love what you guys are doing. Thank you for bringing amazing plays to the stages there because I, I think that um, some people don't realize what we have there. Like it, it's, it's, it really is amazing. So I, you know, and, and, and been a fabric of the community for years. So, so thank you for, for you and your team and everything you guys do there. So, and from our listeners, I just encourage people, like you said, like, just go, if you haven't been before, go, go experience the magic you get of theater, the discussion, you don't have to love it. It's okay. I'm with you. It's okay. As long as it can open up discussion. So if you haven't, I encourage everyone at least to go at least once and try it because I almost guarantee you'll be back again. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rob. Exactly. Thanks for joining. Until next time, uh, everyone stay inspired and keep supporting the arts and have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thank you, Isaac. Thank you. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. We would like to thank our sponsor, Island Savings. Island Savings, a division of member-owned cooperative First West Credit Union, provides banking, borrowing, and investment services for residents and businesses across Vancouver Island and the Southern Gulf Islands. Island Savings brings innovative products, an extensive branch network, and local decision-making to the banking experience.